1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic complete their fourth summer signing as Jota returns. Chris Boyd says Rangers need to get on with their transfer business and Hibs Aberdeen and St Johnston are just a few of the teams in pre-season action today. I'm Andrew McLean, joining me in the studio today is Kenny Miller.
2: Yeah, it's been another, uh, I suppose, an exciting day for Celtic, getting the Jota signing over the line to add to obviously the Burnley Bay, Carter, Rickers and Maeda signing, so it looks like they're... Again, players that have already been there, but it's been a hefty outlay, you know, so they're flexing their muscles with that Champions League money, and obviously across the city, there's been a lot of players re-signed, which for me is just as important, because these players would have need to be replaced, but I'm sure the Rangers fans listening tonight will maybe want to see the club spending a little bit of money on strengthening that, that starting line-up.
1: Yeah, the 1st of July is when you maybe think a lot of clubs will, will really step up their business, but you look at what's been done, Celtic have made four summer signings already, and then you look across the city, Rangers... I've made John Souter one signing that was obviously a, a pre-contract but yet to do any business apart from that.
2: It's really interesting actually when you when you look at the actual players that have been signed. You know Maeda, Carter-Vickers and Jaw. yes they're all signed, but we're all already existing at the at the club. Uh, albeit on loan, and uh, and it was still big deals to get them done, and I think really really important, particularly Jota and, uh, and Carter Rickers, would have been really tough to replace based on the seasons that they've had, and across the city again, Golton could have been could have left big big signing to be re Davis and McGregor for your culture and 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 having been there and, and done it before, Arfield as well, I think the in fact the four of them really really important signings for the Rangers dressing room and and John Suter so it's Rangers spent no money. But they've, they have kind of kept that, that core squad together, which was really important. Celtic spent a lot of money, but three of them were already in the building, you know, so it's, uh, it's it's actually a strange one, but they're probably a week, 10 days back into pre-season and you always would like to get a bit of business done early, maybe with new signings and things, so definitely I would say Rangers maybe a little bit behind in that in that regard so far.
1: Well let us know what you think at home Of course that big news today Is that Jota has signed a five year deal So Celtic fans what do you make of that Is it joy, is it relief that he's through the door What do you make of Celtic's transfer business as a whole As that's their fourth signing of the summer Fans of other clubs what are you making Of what's going on at your club at the moment 01419511025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB but as I say it was Celtic announcing that this morning a permanent five year deal for Jota the Portuguese winger joins for a fee of around six and a half million from Benfica after last season's loan spell becomes their fourth summer signing Cameron Carter-Vickers, Ben segris and Alexandro Bernabe through the door already and it was one that Celtic fans were eager to see happen Kenny because a, a I could see it all over social media. They were all desperate for this one to be announced. He'd been here, there and everywhere on holiday and, and finally they've got that one over the line and been able to see that on, on social media. Celtic fans seem absolutely delighted with it.
2: And rightly so. I mean, uh, it was a revelation coming into the, into the football club last season along with Kyogo at the start of the season. Those two players really lit the league up. Uh, and... Uh, they were huge for Celtic last year, goal scoring, creating, giving them the the energy to play the way that Ange wants to play. It was a, it would, you know what, it would have been really tough to replace. Uh, Jotter. I mean, albeit they've got some really, really good players in that position at the, uh, at the moment. Abad had a wonderful season last year. James Forrest, I think, there's still a lot. He's got a lot to offer uh, at that Celtic team. Mikey Johnson. Again, you've held a lot of hope out for him over the over the years. He's had a, a bit of a bad time the last few seasons with injuries. But I'm sure the Celtic fans would like to see him back fully fit and in, and in, in and around the first team. But with the signing of Jota the form of and, the, and James Forrest still the bit, and, and Maeda can still play it there I think when Kyogo and Giacomakis have kind of made that number 9 position between them and Kyogo obviously being probably he's got the shot at the moment but Maeda is also capable of playing wide so they're real strong options in, in these forward areas
1: because it's 6.5 million which in any context in Scottish football is a big big fee but Celtic will see it as less of a risk because he's been there for a season he's had time to settle in he got goals and assists last season he's only 23 so they'll Hope that you can come in Perform like he did last season and, and keep progressing
2: Well that's the benefit of the loan Like the loan to buy type uh, signing, Because you get to see how Particularly at clubs like Ranger and Celtic That you get to see how They're going to live and and deal with it in Glasgow because we all know the scrutiny and uh, and how well, there's one side are normally I mean last season was unique. We talked about it. whether well, there's one side are normally happy and the other side not. So it's uh, having a loan to buy. It gives you the, the opportunity to see how they'll deal with these expectations, demands, and, and the scrutiny that you're that you're under every single week. So uh, he handled it. You know. So it, it, it probably looks like six six and a half million well spent and. When you add that up, I mean, the best part of 18 million being spent already in a transfer window for Celtic when I mean, there's still two months to go. So uh, they, that's, that Champions League money is definitely coming to hand. And obviously, they've been stable over the, over the last few years financially. And, and they have shelled out good money, but with really, really good return when you think of guys like Dembele, Edward, and Tierney bringing in a lot of money as well. So it's, uh, I think the jota sign will be money well spent.
1: Well, let's hear from you. 01419511025 on the phones. Alec is a Celtic fan up first in Renfrew. Alec, how happy are you that Xhota's permanently a Celtic player?
3: I'm absolutely delighted that we've got the, the three players plus the goalkeeper in already. Uh, I don't think the spending is going to stop there. I think Ange might have a, a couple of diamonds for the Far East ready to come in. Uh, I don't know if Big Julian's away or not, but he's obviously said he's wanting to go, so we might need another center. a half. It, uh, my outside bet, my pals were laughing at me the other day When I spoke about this I think Tommy Rogic might come back
1: What makes you think so that, Alec?
3: A, well, it was a strange one letting him go we, we had a year to his contract still to go And we didn't ask for a transfer fee or anything like that To let him go we Obviously he'd been a great servant for nine years Read the other day there that he'd refused a, a team in Indonesia or somewhere like that I've just got a sneaky, sneaky feeling That he's going to come back Keep My fingers crossed because I think we've got another good year out
1: of him anyway. Kenny, the fact that he left when he did have a year left in his contract maybe suggests that you know it was a it was a decision that maybe suited everyone, a parting of ways that they just thought, you know what, th- this is time up. Would it then be a strange move for him to then come back to Celtic after all that unfolding?
2: Well, unless Alex got some, some information, <laughs> if we don't, I uh, mean, I think strange, I surprising, definitely. With the, with the way I mean, we talked a lot about it towards the end of last season about uh, uh, the partner Tom Rogic with a year on his contract. So, listen, stranger things have happened in football. You know, he might go away. He might have assessed options that are in front of him. Maybe no fancy too much. But I would, I would have suspected that. Tom Rogic would have knew or at least had a wee incline what his next step would be I mean he's still a young player I think he's 29 at the moment Tom Rogic so he's still got a lot to offer and a career so I would would be surprised if he never had a wee idea of what his next step was going to be Uh, so it would be surprising but you know what I'd never rule anything out in football
1: Alec you've seen Jota up close for a year just how good a player do you think he can be for Celtic going forward? I I
2: think once he starts to
3: He's already bedded in last year uh, I think once he starts to maybe release the ball His teammates now and then He'll be even better I mean, he's a, he's a fabulous talent uh, There's no getting away from that But he's just a wee bit of a wildcat at times But I'm sure when Ange really reigns him in He's now full-time Celtic player uh, He'll get he'll get right into the air Playing the Celtic way I kind of see I kind of see him getting beat next season I mean, we gave Rangers nine points to start last season When we were basically in turmoil uh, it's great that Celtic have decided to add in The power of strength strong strength And I can only see us going one way forward And that's onwards and upwards
1: yeah, I think there will be a lot of confidence from Celtic fans Kenny, given the fact that They won the league last season But have got their business done early as well They've not even been to their pre-season training camp yet Which I think starts in Austria next week And they've already got a lot of their business done They've got players through the door And there's maybe not anywhere near as much business That needs to be done going forward
2: I love that kind of chat already. Though. <laughs> <laughs> we're the first of July. We're already talking about we will not get beat next season in this kind of talk. So I love it. Uh, the, the only thing I would say, like, and it's not a negative thing because every manager would want their business done early. And Celtic have done some great business. I would. All I would say is I. I, I don't. It remains to be seen whether the Celtic starting lineup has been improved as yet. That's that's all I would say on it because Jot is a starting player for last year. Carter Vickers are starting player, outstanding performers at that as well. Uh Siegrest, again, I would assume he'll come in initially as a as a number two uh, to Joe Hart. And and the young young fullback Bernabé, I mean, they're signing for a lot of money. So it's clear he's coming to start. But Greg Taylor will have something to say about that. You know, he's had that jersey, he's played in a he's played his part in a double winning season. So uh, he'll not want to give that jersey up and we've, we've seen it many times with, with players coming uh, uh, to the, uh, the country in, in our big two that maybe quite don't quite settle as quickly particularly a young player coming out of Argentina so it remains to be seen if that starting lineup is going to be improved. Uh, by all accounts that the, the young lad is, is a, a big, big
1: talent. Would Celtic's theory be that they're bringing in Cameron Carter-Vickers and Jota who yes, played last season but they're at that age where they should still be progressing every season so they should be a better player At the start of this season Than they were at the start of last season And they'll feel that It is a, a progression that they are making
2: Absolutely there is a case for that Yep uh, How much better And how much can you improve that I, I don't know You know it, it remains to be seen The one thing about them is It's a lot of money But like you say is There is still that scope for development And you know and The way Celtic's transfer record Over the last few years About bringing players in If they perform And they perform in the Champions League At the elite level if anybody wanted to come and take these, you've seen the types of fees that Celtic have got for, like, so Edward, Ben Bailey, and Kieran Tierney. You're, you'll be looking three times that amount at least to, to, for any any potential suitors to buy them. So it's good business in that sense, of where they're at in their career. And you're right, they can develop into better players. There's no getting away from that, which ultimately would then improve the starting lineup. That might be a few years down the line, to be honest. I can't see them being that much of a different player from six weeks ago when they were playing. Till four weeks when the league starts.
1: Alec, you said you don't think the spending will stop there. Where does the spending need to be done in that Celtic team over the next few weeks then?
2: Oh, I would love
3: obviously a backup centre half, Andrew. Uh, let talk about somebody, if Julian goes to Sean, we might get one of their players. I, I don't really understand why that would uh, strengthen us. I mean, Big Julian looked good when he first came, uh, he's obviously not off the ball. Uh, he said in the press a few weeks ago that if uh, Angie didn't play him, he wasn't going to be very happy. So obviously, you don't threaten the man with telling him what to do, you know. Uh, I would love another centre forward, obviously, but I think Big Gio Marcus and uh, Kyogo were, were perfect for each other. Maybe take Kenny Miller back again, if he was about 10 years younger. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> you said you were doing runs in the park the other day, though. So you, you're prepping for a move,
2: Kenny? No, I'm not. I'm just prepping for a. a... To stay fat and healthy, to be honest, Andrew. I've uh, kind of took the foot off the gas since the end of the season, so I'm I'm, I'm trying to get back on it.
1: <laughs> Thanks, uh, lads. <laughs> Alec was talking about the the centre back area there, and it's an interesting one because near Beaton is gone. He was a backup option there. It looks as if Christopher Julian won't be at the club next season, although talks with Schalke have broken down. But when you've got Cameron Carter-Vickers, Carl Starfelt. Stephen Welsh in there as a backup option. Celtic are going to need another option in there, especially if Christopher Julian does move on.
2: No, Alex seems to have got it nailed. To be honest, he's, he's probably picked an area that is uh, light in in, uh, in terms of cover. I mean, I mean Welsh has came in and, and done great over the years, but I think in terms of uh, if it was a longer term replacement, I think yeah, I think you maybe need to going to need a more recognised figure to step in for, particularly if it was a Carter Vickers. You know, I mean, Carl Stalford, who, again, had a decent season, I think he's a player that's always going to draw that type of attention because he's, quite, he's not the biggest. He's, he looks a wee bit untidy as much as he normally gets the job done. Uh, I think, yeah, a centre-back would be a, probably a key area. I mean, they're quite flush with midfielders. I think in the front areas now, I mean, you could also throw Maeda as probably a nine who plays wide. Uh, so there's plenty there's plenty of players in the front areas of the, of the team for Celtic. So, yeah, that might be the area... That uh, Ange targeting next to get a little bit of backup, or maybe even a starter.
1: Well, thank you to at 1025 If you want to get in touch, let's hear a bit from Jota himself. He says he put his future to the back of his mind while he was on holiday over the summer. The winger admits it was hard to leave Benfica, but says it's the right time for him to, uh, for him to make the next step in his career.
0: When I'm playing, I'm playing. I'm totally focused on being the best version of myself. When I'm holidays, on holidays, I just try to do my things and to put myself on another uh, paradigm and uh, just try to be myself the person that I cannot be during this season so um, I enjoyed myself I knew that something was going to happen but I just kept on okay let's just enjoy life now and when I have to make the decision I will make the decision so that's what what happened in the end uh, I had the things in the table and I decided what was the best for me. To be honest, it's quite a nostalgic moment for me because I was there for 15 years. It's like a kid leaving home, leaving his parents. So I feel like I still cannot take it very well, you know, but I think it's normal uh, because it's. I guess it's like Tuny going to Arsenal. Someone, people kept on saying to me like, yeah, he just left home. And I think it's the same case for me.
1: It was obviously a, a big decision he had to make in his future. Do you believe him when he says that he wasn't even thinking about it when he was off on holiday, or as a footballer, is, is your future always in the back of your mind when you're away and not playing?
2: You know, when there's that type of speculation surround him, there's no doubt. I mean, listen, he might be, he might be completely different. You know, he might want to switch off from football altogether, but. With the kind of speculation off the back of a really, really strong season, I'm sure he was—he had it right at the forefront of his mind who he was going to be playing for it next year. And I think the when you come to Scotland and you're playing for either Rangers or Celtic, and you get the adulation that these 50 and 60 thousand fans are giving you week in, week out, and he received that right for the right for the off it would be a big big game. That was probably the benefit for Celtic. He's experienced that. You know, he's experienced uh, experience success he's experienced success in winning the league and won in the cup. He was a huge part of it and and the adoration that the fans kind of poured on him every single week definitely would have probably held an edge over over where he was going to go but based on the season he had it would, I'm sure there would have been a few other options so I'm sure now Celtic and all the Celtic fans will just be glad that this deal's done and confirmed now and they can look forward to having him for the next few years
1: Yeah, you see that impact that you had from that season at Celtic he, he talked about Benfica today And how much he loves the club He was there for 15 years It just shows that affinity That he has with Celtic now That he decided It was the right time To, to take that step away From the club
2: Yeah I, mean, I think When you've got a, a a long association With a football club And that clearly he Has been in the club Since he was 8 years old Into their academy So it would have been A big decision For him to step away But he's never quite made that impact in their team you know in their first team is what he has done uh, coming to Celtic so still a huge decision uh, but like you say when he's had that that feel of love from everyone at Celtic I'm, I'm sure he's he's pretty happy and it's been a big commitment on both parts five year contract
1: well whether it's Jota that's on your mind whether it's Rangers transfer business or anything else give us a call 0141 951 1025 and you could be up next after the travel The voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller here with me Andrew McLean in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 0141 951 1025 If you've got anything you want to chat about Or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB Let's go straight back to the phones Tommy is a Celtic fan who I think has got a bit of a bone to pick with you Kenny and it must be a real bone to pick Because he's phoning all the way in from the Netherlands Tommy, what's on your mind?
4: How are you doing guys? Hope you're all well this evening. You too, Tommy. Yeah, it was just uh, with regard to something that Kenny said where he basically said that Celtic and Rangers uh, transfer so far was almost on par. Um am I am I correct in what I'm saying or did I misinterpret what he was saying or
2: I don't think it was it was on par. I, I think it was quite a, a unique situation that both clubs found themselves in that Celtic spent a lot of money bit on existing players, so not really Kind of improved their starting lineup to an extent whereas Rangers have re signed players which were big. Listen, Celtic have spent a lot of money, we did say that, and it's been and, and what was stated, which was a fact that Celtic are probably ahead Rangers in terms of what they've brought in so far based on the money they spent and the players that they have managed to, to recoup the, the lads that were on loan. So I wouldn't say quite say they were on par, and I don't think I said that. And if I did, uh, I would have to be corrected to be
4: honest. Alright, okay, okay. So I'll, I'll take that back, But uh, can I ask you something, Kenny? How much do you think uh, Rangers will spend in the transfer market
2: eh, at this window? Well, that's a, that's a tough question because at the moment, you look at it, there's there's not been any, any money spent on the first team anyway. Uh, obviously, there has been a lot of younger players signed to the academy as well. A lot of players re-signed and John Suter coming on a, on a free transfer on a pre-contract. So... I think there needs to be money spent Every summer Any team No matter what level you're at Need to invest uh, You can't stand still You need to be improving So Money Will depend on what's there uh,
1: Well, it also depend on The futures of Morelos and Aribo and Kent If Rangers Re-sign some of them Then possibly less money to spend If they sell some of them Then more money to spend
2: And it's hand in hand Because The more they can get re-signed The less they probably need to sign But The one thing's for sure when you're at the end of a season and you're going into a, a summer transfer window which ultimately is the best transfer window January can become carnage uh, in regards to trying to get the right quality player in to make an immediate impact, so when you've got a chance to go on and really strengthen your starting team uh, in the summer, that's the time to do it. So it's uh, yeah, I, I don't I honestly I, to answer your question, Tommy. I've not got a clue. There's no doubt the team needs to be strengthened because I think something last summer at Rangers, I would say that maybe wasn't strengthened. And uh, obviously, you know what happened. Obviously, the rest of history Celtic go on and win the league, and and Ange does sign a lot of players and does spend a lot of money and a lot of the players were hits so uh, Rangers will definitely be looking to strengthen it between now and then, of the August obviously the earlier you get your business done cliche, the more time you've got to work with them embed them into your team and your football club and, and get them settled into your dressing room so uh, listen, I know, I know the Rangers guys will be behind the scenes, they'll be doing their work there's no doubt about that and I'm sure Andrew's still as well by all accounts, he'll not be stopping at, at the 4-5 signings that he's made
1: already Tommy, I know it's only the 1st of July and there's still lots of time in the transfer market left to go, but how confident are you at the moment just based on the business Celtic have done and the business Rangers have done?
4: Domestically, very confident. I don't, uh, there was a guy actually just before us that went and said that he can, he can see Celtic not getting beat next year. Uh, I agree with him. Uh, I think there's a high possibility that we've, we've now got a team that, that's got the confidence to go forward And just no look back to the way that Brendan Rodgers built the team, etc. I think that's what we're heading for. And also, I think we could be in for for something special in the Champions League. I can can see he's progressing. Just got a funny feeling. A lot of people will laugh at me. It's my opinion. But I think we're in for something special this year. Big time.
1: I mean Tommy's shown his confidence levels there I think Celtic can go unbeaten I think they can progress in the Champions League Obviously that the Champions League's really hard to predict Kenny Because a lot of it depends on who you get drawn against and, and what your group is like But it shows what Ange Postacoglu has done to this Celtic support That we've had two callers on tonight Who have said you know what I think we can go unbeaten in the league And it's only the 1st of July
2: Listen you can understand the confidence behind uh, Because Ange's a year in now He's got a, a set kind of way of playing, everybody knows that. He's now recruiting players at, or re-signing players, at, big players that were there last year, which had they not got your Carter records and your Jotters, they would have been really, really tough to replace. So, uh, let's like say, and the reasons behind that, it's not just about the money, it's about the fact that they've been there, they've, they're settled, they know exactly what the demands of playing for that football club are, which with a new, any new signing coming to either club, Rangers or Celtic, that you're never going to know until they're in it, you know. So I can understand the confidence they're they're building towards something. They're clearly going to strengthen. So it's uh, Tommy, Alec. It was on before. Absolutely no problem with them being confident at this time. There is a long, long way to go, and, and things can change uh, over the course of a, over the course of a summer. And I'm sure they will. There'll be a lot of signings and comings and goings between now and the end of August. But you can understand the the confidence of the Celtic fans so far. Do
1: you want to come back in, Tommy?
4: No, I just uh, want to thank Kenny for his honesty. Thanks very much, guys. There we go. Just thank right. you
1: very much to Tommy. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. if you want to get in touch. Let's stick with the phones, but let's switch to Rangers because Archie is a Rangers fan in Partick. Archie, what are you thinking tonight?
5: Hi, I'm just listening to Archie Cros and um, I'm just really, I'm really, really bemused about the whole Rangers situation. Um, I think first of all, Simon Davis and Arfield was, to me, was an I think we're in, um, I think they could be and I, I mean, he hardly played Davis to begin with. They've been great servants, but I think we're holding on to dead wood, in my opinion, um, for starters with the I think McGregor should be let go as well. Um, and the team, what Celtic are doing, they seem to be progressing, evolving, growing. We seem to be stagnating. I think, I, I don't know, it's the same stuff with Morelos, and it's the same to constantly, I think, but I, I'm just not a fan of um, Giovanni Tibonis, and I think signing the two, two players... Um it's just a total nono to begin with and I'm a bit amused I just think when we win in the league we, I think we were a bit complacent and I think um you know we came we, we were six points ahead uh, and I'm just not a fan where we're going and it's just it's really really amusing the whole situation I've in it
2: Kenny? Oh again archie's has put his cards on the table could I could ask, I'd like to ask why are you not a fan Giovanni Archie?
5: Why? I just—I'll I, be honest with you. I know people who say we, we go to the European final, and it's got. I think the Scottish team final for me. I think you could have played a pub game against us that day. They were so bad. Um, and the main with the Craig Levine. And um, he played four six. You know, um, with Scotland.
2: I was in there. Um, I, I wasn't in that team actually, but uh, I was there.
5: <laughs> no, I know, but I just, it was just. Um, I just think I don't even let him speak He just says the same thing constantly See I'm old school And you know what I I think great managers Have got two attributes You fear them But you also respect them And I think I think he's too nice To be a ranger's manager I think he's um, I think that you wouldn't be frightened uh, Not playing well He doesn't have that He just seems too nice And I I like a manager who You know like Ferguson Your your guys Like Steen Or whoever the Guy Nick Smith He was respected But he was also feared and I think he's too nice, and and it just. Jurgen
1: Klopp's pretty nice. Sure. He's not doing too bad a job at Liverpool. Archie. What's that? Jurgen Klopp's a pretty nice guy. He's not doing too bad at Liverpool. Can you he's not be not a nice like, guy and a good manager at the same time?
5: A nice guy, but he's also he's also. Um, well, he's he at times. And I think people. I think the players fear him as well. I mean, you don't want to let him down. He's he's got, a, he's got that fear and, and respect, and I think that's that that makes a good manager.
1: Archie Giovanni van Bronkhorst hasn't had a, a full transfer window to, you know, as the Rangers manager yet. He had January, but it didn't really look as if he, he had too much sort of freedom to do uh, business in that window. Is it a case of maybe giving him this window to see exactly what he can do, how he can build his squad, and then seeing how Rangers go from there?
5: I don't think so. I think signing that field um, Davis was, uh, was, for me, Was uh, a red flag to begin with. I think, um, again, with Drake Evans great players but I think I mean what, what did he play what, did he, did he give to five high starts or something I, I just think Davis um, he's too old to play with injured and I think Arfield great impact player but I just think it was time to let go of the players I think we're not evolve as a team I think we're holding on to the past and I think we, we need to sort of like, recreate the team and I think we just stagnated and I think Celtic are quite, won the league with a lot of points this season sadly um, you know he came with six points ahead and, um, and, we, and that, was, that was a 12th point Turn around, you know, and I don't know. I think I, I just think it's a red flag. As soon as you're signing Davis Narfield, I mean, I think even if teams are giving them ten thousand pound each, that's a million pound, uh, and people talk about or oh, experience about addressing the them. You know, a million pounds just to have experience about the dressing there's
1: a lot of experience in the team Kenny so does it then bad, depend any? on what other business Rangers do because Archie's saying he's concerned that McGregor and Davis and our field are being re-signed and if Rangers get to the end of the window and they haven't added further to their squad then Archie may be right that it could be a concern but Rangers could then go out spend money bring players in over and above that and that may change the perspective of, of re-signing the players because Archie might think At that point Well you know they are good options To have around the squad If there's other players In there to compliment them
2: That's exactly it You know what I, All I'd say to Archie Is from being in the game A long long time See these more Experienced players For your dressing room These cultural leaders That you want And the guys That are driving your standards Every single day That They're invaluable Archie and these guys like Davis, McGregor, Arfield, and Golton resigned. Also, Golton's a bit different because he's a—he's barely missed a game since he's came to the club. I think he's still at that age; he's about twenty-nine, thirty-ish. <clears throat> so he's still got a lot of years probably in his prime. So he's a bit different, but he still falls into that same category. But like you said, Andrew, they need to then go make some signings. They need to try and spend a bit of money to improve that team because guys like Arfield and Davis, yep, you're right. They maybe never started too many games. The, I, mean, I I don't know about you Archie, But I felt when Stephen Davis came on in the Europa League final He brought a real calmness to that to the team They started to get on the ball a little bit more And he takes a control Listen, will he be a starter every week? I think the answer to that is no But in terms of the value that he's going to have Run about these players And new players in particular About what it takes to play for the football club These guys are invaluable And for me, Alan McGregor still going to be your number one Archie so, well, sorry so Kenny. for me again that's a, that'll be a, for somebody to come in and replace him they're going to need to be a very good goalkeeper to take the number one spot of him
1: Archie what would Rangers need to do over the next couple of months in the transfer window to make you feel more confident well, I think we've we'll
5: been lacking something for a while I think we've we'll been lacking a midfielder for a long long time um, I think um, uh, you know I, 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 I'm, I'm a you not know, like um, what's his name but David um for <laughs> no, no, the no. one uh, Jack. I, I, I mean, I like Jack. But he's injury prone. I just think we're, we're just lacking. I can't imagine somebody take you know, take the game the scuffing, but we're missing that for seasons. You know, just somebody. A Barry Ferguson, that was my favourite player. You know, Um I would love Gilmore back. I was, to be honest with you, Um but just see me other my midfielders. Just see me be the same. You know, just see me be. Uh, You're know, just seeing the same kind of players, uh, and there's no creativity, no spark. I just think. I think we're I think we're quite one-dimensional to be honest with you, even with Gerald, we're one-dimensional, I think we're one-dimensional with, with Giovanni and I think we're just lacking a lot of creativity, I think we're just stagnating, I think a lot of people need to be moved on, even like Kent and Arriba I think, I think after two or three seasons a lot of players just get bored playing a lot of teams four and five times and I think we need to refresh and get about a a spot, I think we're just missing you know, we, honestly two seasons I think we're one-dimensional and it's
1: Aye, just a bit of Yeah, Archie talks about Ryan Kent He talks about Joe Rebo. Rangers have big decisions to make on their future We don't know how much those will be in Rangers' hands or not Just depending on how the the players feel about their futures But is a lot of Rangers' summer transfer business Dependent on what happens with those two and Morelos Because will they be waiting at the moment To see exactly what's going to happen with them To know what areas of the squad they need to fill What money they'll have to fill it if they need to
2: I think so. I think that is, is key. It's why they find themselves in such a a, a a tough situation at the moment because you've got two months of a transfer window to come. You can throw Bassy into that as well. As much as he's not in the final year of his contract, there's no doubt there'll be suitors and the vultures will be circling him based on the on the performances that he's had over the last uh, particular last five six months of the season there. And again, that performance in Europa League. You, was outstanding so he'll be on a lot of people's radar so until you know what's actually going on with these players it's really really tough to prepare because there, there will be other positions that may be more of a priority I probably agree with Archie in regards to the uh, the midfielder there's no many Barry Ferguson's but I could, tell, I could tell you that Archie or Billy Gilmore's I mean I would love to see the wee man come back up the road as well because I think he could be something he could give you something different uh, to the Rangers midfield but so he was up uh,
1: training in uh, Scotland yesterday with Glen Afton. Yeah, he's, he's
2: not going to be signing today, <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> he's, uh, but no, he's uh, it would be a it would be a wonderful signing for the uh, for the club. But he's he's got a long term contract at Chelsea, and I'm sure he's still really valued there. He's still got a lot of development within his own career there. So, but no, it's, uh, it might be an area to 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 look to get something in, in that type of player for that, that Archie said, but a lot will depend on who leaves and what kind of finances might be available to, you to then bolster that starting line-up.
1: Archie, you said it's maybe time for Ryan Kent and Joe Rebo to move on. What about Alfredo Morelos, who finds himself in the same position with one year left in his contract?
5: No, I'd love to see him stay. In it. Do you, know, do you know, I think it was, was it last year with the whole... Uh, he wasn't playing well at a certain period and he was, you know, he was always in the huff, but you know, he came into a game. Um, I would love to see him stay, to be honest with you. I think I was reading the paper uh, yesterday about I think he's maybe going to um, Sevilla for um, eight million, which uh, I mean I think I think uh, I remember that was the French team offer. Was, was it eighteen they offered and men just wanted twenty at the time. I think he's um uh, I think he's invaluable to be honest with you. Um I think he's an amazing player. Um, aye, I, I would love him. him but it's the same stuff. It's every window. It's, it's the same story into it. But I would love to see him re-sign, You know, um, he's
1: invaluable to be honest with you. Is he? Possibly the hardest player In that Rangers team To replace Kenny If he goes
2: Uh, I would say so I think his his form's been great Over the years Uh, There has been constant speculation Like Archie says Every transfer window That comes along uh, There is speculation Wilfredo At the moment He will hold all the cards He's got a year left Uh, He will decide Firstly I think he'll be Concentrating on getting back fit And then he'll decide Where he feels his future lies And I don't think him staying for another year and running his contract down in Alfredo's mind would be a bad thing because he clearly loves playing for the football club.
1: Well, if you've got something on your mind about your club's transfer business, 01419511025, give us a call now. 141 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller here with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 0141 951 on the phones, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. We touched on it earlier, Kenny, because the, a caller mentioned it, but I did find that uh, picture of Billy Gilmore taking part in a training session at Glen Afton Athletic quite something. <laughs> You know
2: what, it just shows the wee man, he's probably been he's bumped into, I think it was big Ryan Stevenson he was in the picture, wasn't yeah, yeah. it, so he's probably bumped into him doing his ways, he's, Oh, know, why don't you come and train and the wee man just loves football, he'll go, I why not, no even thinking about his own safety and potentially pick, picking up an injury or rolling an ankle which I'm sure is a substandard surface compared to what he's used to, so, uh, but no, it was, uh, he'll be keeping his ticking over, he's, I think he goes back down to England uh, next week to get ready I think they've got an extended break because of international so it was uh, yeah it was I did see that today it was a it was I thought me man you shouldn't have been you shouldn't have been doing that maybe running round the pitch whilst they're training maybe but getting involved maybe not so much
1: I don't think he would have been anywhere near there if Gordon DL was still the manager at Glen Afton. absolutely <laughs> not Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phone Scott is a Rangers fan up next and Govan Scott what are you thinking tonight?
6: Hi Andrew Kenny what is well?
1: Hi Scott, Hi, Scott.
6: Uh, before I get to my point Can I just say I was up at Ivox today And it was a Like a um, turnout for um, Davy There I'm um, sad so to see him go
1: like um, Yeah well said Scott It was the, uh, the funeral of Rangers legend Davy Wilson today Of course a legend at, at Dundee United And Scotland as well And he, he's maybe not a player That the younger generations Know too much about Kenny But if you're getting into The Hall of Fame at Rangers The Hall of Fame at Dundee United The Hall of Fame Scotland three separate Hall of Fames he must be some player
2: yeah you must again it speaks it speaks volumes for what he was a player and like he says probably a bit before my time as well but as always the Rangers fans pay tribute to uh, to one of their own guys that have represented their club so well over a number of years so yeah again it's, it was another one just to add to the list uh, to Dave Olsen to the to the icons of the football club that have been lost this season
1: yeah well said Scott what was your next point um, it was a two, the last two callers and um, the boyfriend
6: that's in, in Holland just now, I don't know when he asked Kenny about the, um, do you think how much Rangers will spend this year? He should stick to his own team. But, my point about the last Well,
1: I'll I'll take that first Scott because I I think rivalry can manifest itself in many ways Kenny I think there's some supporters that don't want to know anything about what's going on at the other club they don't want to even mention their name and then there's other supporters that want to know everything that's going on at the other club and and they they want to know exactly what's happening in in that rivalry and people kind of deal with it in different ways don't they
2: well you know it could be taken in the it could be taken in respect that it's maybe a wee kind of backhanded dig. <laughs> the fact that Celtic have spent almost 18 million and Rangers have not spent any as yet. So it was to try and maybe get a wee bit off. the spend 10 million, that's still going to be half the amount of money that Celtic are going to spend. So it's, uh, no, it's. You, you get that You've always got one eye I don't care who you are But whatever side of the city you support There's always an eye Going across the other side To see what's going on Who they're signing Who they're bringing in And that's why Sometimes It does become a case For concern When you see a lot of action Going on one side And maybe one team's Not doing as much So uh, yeah, you can, you can f- Fully understand That kind of rivalry And and the wanting To know everybody's business Scott <laughs> I couldn't make, I think I've mellowed Wade
6: Because I couldn't Care less What But mostly They're over there <laughs> Um, but About the, uh, the Rangers fan and all, I, I don't understand What he's trying to get at I mean He's picking at A lot of players He's picking at a manager That manager Apart from um, His last stint Was in China I think Was it? Um, Bron- yeah um, He's won trophies So And he's won their trophy here But The players I mean The players Were here Two years ago They went undefeated In the league They'll get They'll get a the British record For uh, At least a minute of goals uh, uh, Conceded um, It's the same team that's going gone into this year And Who's to say That the group of players Are not just going to Turn it in a wee bit
1: Kenny I, I, I wonder if Archie's Point was more that You're signing on McGregor and Davis and Arfield And yes they were Part of that squad That won the championship A couple of years ago But you know, they are two years older and they're at an age where there will be a, a natural decline.
2: Listen, I think that was the point. But he did go, like Scott says, he went a little bit deeper in regards to saying that maybe it maybe he wasn't a fan of Geo and mm. then started to maybe name Ryan Kent and Aribos and maybe it's time for these guys to move on as well. Uh for me again I do not I d I don't I don't agree with that. I think Geo, uh, to touch on that, this is going to be his, his first summer transfer window, which I've said before is obviously the most important one and it's not easy. But it's far better to be bringing players at this stage of the season than it is in January, uh, when I think he came in a few weeks before the January yeah. transfer window as well, which is, is not even great timing in in regards to try and strengthen at that point. So yeah, absolutely, Gio deserves this this transfer window to get his team together to put even more of a stamp on the team than what he, what he already has and build towards what will hopefully be a good season for for him and the football club.
1: Scott, based on the fact that. This Ranger squad just made it to a European final Are you quite happy with the squad the way it is And don't think there's too much that needs to be done this summer?
6: No there's definitely um, I mean Look at the, the striker situation That we ended up with at the end of the season So But Yeah I'm happy I mean We got lost out in penalties I think So that team Does really do well And I hope Marella stays as well Because good, It's a good team and European games is great so I'm happy with yeah, rangers I'm
1: happy. Uh, Kenny, Rangers look like they're trying to address that striker situation that Scott was talking about obviously forced to play Joaribo up front in some huge games last season they're trying to get Antonio Kolak over the line We've heard lots of stories that There's a deal been agreed There's bids been rejected That personal terms have been agreed But Park's manager himself said that They feel they probably need to Bring in a striker Before they let one go And It's now really up to Rangers whether they decide They want to Hold off And, and see whether that You know Sorts itself out Or whether they, they move on and, and look at other targets
2: Yeah and they will They'll decide that There will be a cut off point Whether it's time Or whether it's money that the deal won't, won't be of value to the football club uh, The only thing I would say to Scott would be Is had Rangers won the Europa League I would still want them to strengthen You know, so you don't want to rest on your laurels So there were a penalty kick away for, for winning, Or, or, a, or a one hit of Ryan Kent's boot Onto a ball in the, night, in the last minute of the game Last kick of the ball extra time He won the Europa League Had that went in in the one Europa League, and it would have been an incredible achievement for the football club to do it, I still would have been looking for improvements this year because a word that Archie did use was, oh, we're stagnating, we have stagnated. I don't feel last summer that the transfer window was, and again, and there could be extenuating circumstances behind that, maybe not the money to go and improve for the type of player that Steven Gerrard felt we needed to improve. So again, I'm not privy to that information. All I can see is the guys who came through in the door I don't think there was any real starters that came in last summer. Now, you're looking at now, John Suter on a pre-contract, he's no doubt he's going to have been, he's in there, to partner of Conor Golson, but he still needs to show he's capable and able to deal with dealing with the demands he playing for the Glasgow Rangers. So, I think that's, that's the point, that, that there needs to be some kind of forward movement in regards to bringing players in that are going to, if they're not going to come in as a starting player, then they absolutely need to push the starting player on for Fearie losing his jersey, so that's where the recruitment side needs to probably needs to improve this summer. To where it did last summer
1: Thank you very much too Scott, that's all we've got time for On the phones tonight Unfortunately There were a few pre-season friendlies today Involving Premiership sides The one that caught my eye Aberdeen and St Johnston Played each other in a friendly Over in Spain today I don't know why I always find it a bit rubbish When teams in the same division Play each other in friendlies I don't know what I find weird about it It doesn't happen all that often And it makes sense as well Because you're testing yourself Against the level that you're going to be Playing against all season But I don't know why I just find it a bit weird Have you got a
2: score on that one? 1-1 1-1 1-1 one, 1-1 one. One, one, Okay yeah. so n- Nothing given up there In that game uh, No insight Of what's going to be happening in the When they face each other In the first game of the season So It's, it's probably fine that they're, they're probably close by each other on their pre-season yeah. tours and it's, it's pretty easy to organise a game with people you know but it's, uh, it's incredible to think that you're, we're still talking about last season and you've got guys already were what nine eight days away mm-hmm. from the opening game in the League Cup so it's uh, yeah I'm sure there's been a, a lot of games played in preparation for that for that start next week because it's so important for certain teams I think Aberdeen being one of them and St Johnston for that ma, that they start this season pretty good
1: Yeah, it was a one-all draw between Aberdeen and St. Johnston. New signing Boyan Miofsky scored the only goal for Aberdeen. It was Theo Baer that scored for St. Johnston. So Hibs were in action today as well there in Portugal. They beat Burton Albion 4-2 in a friendly. They've got loads of new signings that have been playing for them at the moment. They'll be looking for a a big season under Lee Johnson. A couple of new signings scoring for them. Eli Yuan and Noan Kenna as well. uh, Sorry, Elias Melkerson scoring a double as well. He'll be looking to kick on this season as well. We'll be getting a lot more on pre-season friendlies and transfers over the next few weeks as we build up to the season. Of course, the Premier Sports Cup group stage is not far away at all. But thank you for listening in tonight. Thank you for all your calls, your tweets. Thank you to Kenny Miller in the studio as well. I'll be back on Monday night in the studio with Hugh Keevens. And the best way to kick off your Friday is to stick around for the GBX.